I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. Welcome back to another episode of Renovation Made Right. Today is Listener Question Day, and I am Brenda Bryan. And I am David Bryan, and I love Listener Question Day. I do, too. I, it, I th- love th- that we have listeners. Mostly it's affirming that actually someone is listening to I what know, we're saying. I know, I know. And Meryl told me we've got like 12,000 listeners. Oh, right I, I thought you were going to say we have 12. No, well, 12 would, 12, <laughs> 12 would be good. It would be a little bit weird to have 12 and then have these questions. That's a, that yeah, would be unusual. That but is all 12 point. answering questions. Ask some questions. But no. uh, 12,000 is pretty cool. So it, I want to thank everyone. It is everyone. pretty cool. I mean, we're not, we're not going to get rich off this is really what it comes down to, I think. Yes, well, right? a, and I unfortunately uh, made a very bad choice in marriage because I couldn't. I, I should have married money because we're not going to make money doing this. No, it is a very but good instead, point. You married poorly. I did marry poorly. I married for love. Yes. It's actually worked out okay. It has worked out okay. Right? We're still laughing. Yes, exactly. Even though we can't pay our bills right <laughs> so uh so wanted to touch base again uh listener day so thank or, or question day for listeners but but before we do that just thank everybody for uh subscribing uh if you haven't subscribed and you're enjoying the show uh we appreciate that and we'd love you to subscribe we'd also appreciate all those likes so if you want to like us we uh that's a benefit please like well. us yeah, right please. that does sound a little desperate doesn't yeah, it? it does really and the whole world desperate. is doing that right so every podcast every youtube video every everything right, is like like me like me there's a, just a we're like in a cesspool of insecurity. Yeah. Right? Isn't that there isn't that where we are these days? We really are. Yeah. So all right. We, but we gotta be right in the cesspool with everybody. So no, I, exactly. And the first step is just self awareness. Right. So here we are. We're right. self aware that we're pathetic. Right. The the first thing to know is that you have a problem. Right? <laughs> so we have a problem. We have a problem and, and actually we have a question with a problem. So all get right. to it. All right. Aren't you gonna read you this? Me? Oh I'll re- well then hand it to me. Oh I thought you had a copy of it. Oh my god. So I'm this is a well thinking machine. about this really is a well machine. <laughs> I can't even speak. I'm thinking about residing my house because right now it is wood clappered, but the paint is peeling terribly and it requires a lot of maintenance. What is your recommendation for the best non-wood product? Clearly, he's done with wood. Right. And this is Dan from Seymour, Connecticut. All right, Dan. Well, thank you for the question. We appreciate it. Uh, and there are a couple of thoughts to consider. So I'm, I'm going to take a little quick detour on this suggestion because there actually are now painting products uh, that are like ceramic-based paints that will be uh, more serviceable even on a, on a house that's got a peeling problem. So when a house has a paint peeling problem, it's typically happening because moisture is driving mm-hmm. uh, through the building and pushing the paint off the siding. Right? So what, what happens, so for instance, for those people that are listening who are thinking, I want wood siding, but I don't want my paint peeling off, what is the, what is the thing that is done now in terms of construction to make sure that the moisture does not so great question. So today, when we, so older homes that have peeling problems have peeling problems because uh, there was no vapor barrier installed at the time the house was insulated and or there may even be in a much older home, maybe there's not insulation. Or if there's insulation, it's not densely packed insulation that was retrofit. Mm-hmm, like So mm-hmm. today you can retrofit insulation and pack it into your home very tightly. And when you pack it into your home very tightly, if it's done well enough, 
it stops uh, moisture migration, right? right? But in the absence of having that either plastic or polyethylene on the inside before you put your sheetrock on, um, that's what stops the moisture migration in a, in a newer home, like say a circa 1970s forward home, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in the older homes, that's the, the, the challenge is the envelope is not in conformance with what we consider good building science today, right? So, so that's what, and, and so we all, we all create moisture living in our homes and that moisture has to leave the house in order for the house to stay healthy. Right. And it does it by pushing through the walls or pushing it through the ceiling, right? And so that's the challenge. However, um, there are cladding products now, painting products now, that you can use from a couple of different companies that are sort of almost like lifetime kind of painting solutions. Um, and they actually do hold up nicely, hold up, they're way more expensive, but you're also not having the same maintenance cycle you do with a regular paint job. Well, right? also, I mean, as an, as an alternative, you also don't have to rip all the siding off your house and replace it. So in terms Correct. of the cost Correct. of it, it's less expensive than residing your whole house. Right, right. but so now, so that wasn't the question you asked, so I don't. I want to be respectful and answer your question as well, right? So that was just a different thought to well, consider. Yeah, but if I, I would if, finish yeah. it out because some people are going to be like, but whoa, 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 what is it? Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so the answer is I don't actually, it's a brand name product. I don't have it off the top of my head. Um, I didn't actually look it up, but there, it's a ceramic-based paint, uh, and there are a couple of companies that offer it, and it's like a lifetime exteriors kind of thing, it's a, and it's a franchise that mm-hmm. offers it. So if you do a little Googling and look for sort of lifetime paint or ceramic-based paint, um, there are companies that do that, right. okay? And they, they offer a tremendous warranty, uh, and, but it's also a very involved paint job. The prep side of it is a big deal, and then the application is a big deal, mm-hmm. right? So um, now, let's switch gears to the to the question, which was, I want to reside the house. Right. So, um, and, and you want to use a non-wood product, which is fine. So, I, I think some of that is, that the answer to, that, to how you want to approach that is somewhat tied to not only what you like, what it, what feels, you know, aesthetically pleasing to you, but what's also appropriate for your area. What's appropriate for your home and what you what's appropriate for your home within the context mm-hmm. of where it is. Right. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you are the only uh you know, vinyl-sided house in a home that is predominantly cedar siding, that's actually not a good thing for you. In, right? a, in a neighborhood. In a, I'm sorry, right. in a neighborhood. I apologize. Yeah, in a neighborhood that's predominantly cedar siding. So in a, in a I meant to say in a subdivision, right? Um, not, not in a home, but in a subdivision or a neighborhood, predominantly cedar, it, it, then you want to be mindful of not putting in um, a product that's going to be radically different, like maybe vinyl's not a good fit. Right, because it'll affect potentially your resale value. Exactly, or, right. exactly. Now your house is sort of an outlier. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Alternatively, though, vinyl is a nice product uh, for a lot of different things. However, as a baseline, I'm going to suggest to you that it's never a good idea to just side over old siding. You can do it, and vinyl siding works that way, and some vinyl siding contractors will recommend that. Um, but I don't. I think residing your house is also an opportunity to improve the performance of your house and make sure that you put a uh, uh, an air infiltration barrier on the outside of your house, uh, which is a, it's like a spun fabric kind of a product before you put your new uh, material on. So I, I think- Is that almost, like, is uh, does the same thing as a vapor barrier? No, actually, great question. So vapor barrier is, and and by the way, that depending on where you're listening, the the way you develop your building envelope, in other words, your, your sheetrock and your polyethylene and your studs and your insulation and your all that stuff and the order of events and where things go actually changes depending on where you are in the country mm-hmm. or where you mm-hmm. are in the world. And it's changes based on um, what the historical high and low temperatures are, mm-hmm. right? So and the relative humidity that exactly. you're dealing with, right? So the way that someone insulates and perfects the envelope um, in Florida is actually different than the way we do that 
in New Hampshire mm-hmm. or in Connecticut or in or wherever, right? And and the building code actually addresses that. So the building code has um, zones, and they, they have they kind of color in parts of the country, and depending on how that swath of color works through the country depends on what zone you're in and how the code applies to you, right? Mm-hmm. So so it's important to be mindful of that because it, it relates to how your home's going to perform based on the weather it sees on a regular basis, mm-hmm. right? So um, so. The, the answer, though, is that, that no, it's different. The, go, the, the, uh, the air infiltration barrier goes on the outside of your home, uh, and it stops air from, what it, sounds, it does what it sounds like. It stops air from pushing into your home. So uh, it, when you have a 25-mile-an-hour wind, uh, it actually creates a lot of pressure on a home right. and also allows for the envelope to, let, to create more leakage, mm-hmm. right? So, th- so an older home doesn't have anything like that. Sometimes an older home might have had tar paper put on it, but tar paper is like, you know, three foot wide or four foot wide strips of paper mm-hmm. uh, that are stapled to the house. doesn't do anything to seal it up, right? Um, but today, we have the opportunity to do that, and all the joints get taped, and you can try to perfect and improve the envelope to make it more efficient and effective, right? Mm-hmm. So, vinyl siding works well. I think taking the old siding off is a, is a good call. Um, it's also a pretty cost-effective solution. Uh, it does have a little baggage around how they deal with the exterior trim. Often you cap the exterior trim mm-hmm. with aluminum, um, and that's okay too uh, if it works right for your house. Uh, alternatively, there's some other products on the market that are really nice products as well that would require full removal. Uh, so there, uh, there are fiber cement-based products. A number of manufacturers make fiber like, cement-based like products. Board, like yeah, exactly. Thing, like yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Hardy Plank Siding mm-hmm. is, uh, is one of them. Uh, and there are a number of competitors that come out that compete directly against Hardy Plank. Does Hardy that go up the same way a, a clapboard would? So it goes up a little differently. So when you put up wood clapboard, wood clapboard actually is surface nailed, and you see those nails. So you you put up one clapboard, you nail it in place, you put up another clapboard that's on top of it, and you nail the bottom of that clapboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you can you, you see that. You surface nail. You have to do it that way because of the way the, si- the siding works, it actually uh, will cup or misbehave if it's not nailed properly, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the the fiber cement products you actually blind nail those products so you nail them at the top edge mm-hmm. and then when you put the next course on top it of it covers it covers nails. those nails right yeah. mm-hmm. um, and uh, and so there's a little bit of difference in terms of how you think about installing that product and you need to have someone who's worked with it in the past because it does man it, it doesn't really work just like wood it, it, it works a little differently than wood um, and so you need to use have the right tools and the right techniques to make sure you're installing it properly and it has um, expansion contraction that you need to be mindful of as well mm-hmm. right um, so but it's a it's a durable product you can buy it pre-finished and the pre-finished material comes with a nice warranty and it is also paintable in the future so uh, but and your maintenance cycle will be less because it actually holds paint mm-hmm. very nicely. Mm-hmm. It, it holds the paint that comes from the factory, and it will hold future coats of paint if you choose to do that right. nicely as well. Okay. Um, and then alternatively, there's a newer product in the market um, that we're going to get to and actually going to talk about as we answer another listener's question. Uh, but for the most part, uh, I think you're today you're relegated to some uh, vinyl siding product, which is PVC based, and or a cement a fiber cement type product. Um, which is what it sounds like. It's a it's an aggregate product made up of, of sort of fibers and and cement put together. None of these things are uh, are bulletproof, right? The fiber cement product, like I said, needs to be installed properly. If not installed properly, it actually can take on moisture. It's not it's not a perfect solution, right? Hmm. It's a good product, and and when installed properly, will provide long lasting value. But if installed improperly, and here's an example. Um, if you install, let, let, let's say you have a roof line detail and your house has two different roofs on it. 
and where one roof meets the side of the house, if you bring your fiber cement siding down too close to the roof, it's a problem. It will absorb moisture at that edge. They actually have a specification as to how high the siding needs to be up off the shingles in order for it to perform properly, right? Um, and and that's just something that an install a good installer knows that, not a problem. But you want to make sure as we as sort of the core of our, pro, our our show here, we talk about making sure that you're hiring the right people. Uh, you want to be an educated consumer. You want to ask those questions of your subcontractors uh, to make sure that they do know just what they're doing. Right. Because, frankly, that example that you gave, I didn't understand any of it. So it's good. <laughs> it's good to hire somebody okay. who knows what they're talking about. So the example. I, I was trying to follow it along in my head. I don't know. Meryl, our producer, is. Pro I, you may have been understanding what the heck. No, she didn't either. Well, now that, that, that disappoints me because I'm thinking to myself, in my head, it's all totally clear. It's all totally clear. All right, so let's well, I'm like, I'm gonna, I don't I'm know what the hell I'm going to take another quick saying. shot at that, all right? Okay, yeah. So, um, but you can't let's see, envision a situation. It's a podcast, so don't show me any. I know. Right? I'm, I'm gesticulating with right. my hands. Yes, it's lot, not right? helpful. And I'm painting a picture, right? Yeah. So <laughs> this is where we need the video. So uh, I got a perfect face for a radio. Right? <laughs> so, um, so what I mean by that is, let's say you have a two-story house and a one-story garage. Okay. And it's attached. Yep. And so where the garage ties into the side of the house, your roof ties into the side of the house. Oh, the and roof the siding of your garage. touches the roof. And then above that roof line, you have siding, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, you don't want a, a, any more exposure. So, so typically, there's a, product, there's a, a detail called flashing, right? Mm -hmm. Where the roof sits, hits the side of the house, you have to flash that detail to keep the water out. Mm -hmm. um, and normally, you want to try to cover up most of that flashing with your siding. Cement-based siding, you fiber cement siding, uh, you, need you want to expose space. more of it, yeah. right? Because um, otherwise the water splashes back up and it's well, just And, and like can be a problem, right? So, yeah. um, okay. and it, it'll wick it. And that's yep. true of wood, by the way. You can't just drop the wood right on top of your siding. That will suck up the water, too, and rot out. On top of the roofing. On top of the roofing, I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, but you mm -hmm. can, but you can make it closer than you're supposed to make it for uh, fiber cement because yeah. it wants a bigger distance there. Okay. Yes. Now better? I understand. Thank you. Clear as mud. All right. Clear as mud. So, Dan, that's uh, that's our answer for the siding side of things. I hope that helps. Um, and uh, and if you need to follow up with us on a siding question, be happy to do that. Not a problem. Great. All right. So I am going to read a second question because Woo, you know because it's question day. It's question day, and um, also you're going to answer it because I don't really know the answer. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to do the talking. But this question is a little more convoluted. And it took us, um, before we sat down, uh, a little while to puzzle through just exactly what was being asked We here. did so our homework. We did our homework. So um, it starts, this is Adam, by the way, in Toronto. Hi there, love your podcast, and, and, and am, and am, I can't speak this, and am an avid listener. That's a lot of alliteration with the A's. Um, we both went to the University of Vermont, just to be clear. Yeah. And uh, apparently that did not help us all that well it with reading It did not help with writing. the whole reading out loud. <laughs> um, we live in Toronto and are undertaking a third floor top-up addition. So I guess they're adding a third floor yep. um, to our semi-detached home this year. So so in looking at the pictures of this home, it's um, kind of like a row home where, where you know, you're attached to the person next to you. Yep. Um, and, and, and thankfully, by the way, Adam was kind enough to include some pictures, pictures, which makes it really helpful. Yep. Um, we want to update our existing aluminum siding. So this is another siding question. Um, and are looking for guidance on if we should paint or replace all or part of it. Given the distance from our neighbor, it needs to be a non-compostable material. We'll also be siding the addition as well. So we're seeking help on material alternatives and if we should side the addition and replace the existing 
structure at the same time or if you can break up the work into two phases. This is There's a natural delineation between our vision and the existing house, so we want to check in on the drawbacks of the two-phase approach. Great. Time, so. great. so that's awesome. So, I, so great questions. Thank you. Um, and uh, so in a perfect world, if budget's no constraint, you're generally better off if you can just move through the project and do it all at one time. But I appreciate that we don't live in that world and we often need to phase our projects mm -hmm. to make it more ap approachable cost-wise, mm -hmm. right? So, um, but, but, so that's the baseline answer. If possible, and if it can work financially to do it as one shot. It will save you money in the long term. Yeah, and yeah. not only will it save you money, at the end of the day, it will be one of those things you don't have to think about, right? If, they, if your siding mismatches mm -hmm. and, you, and you know that you are gonna be doing the siding, that you aspire to do the siding in three or five years, you still have to see it every day mismatching. Mm -hmm. And right. it's gonna, you know, for me, that would be an annoyance, mm -hmm. right? So I would actually potentially think about my budget and maybe put something else off to allow the exterior to be complete and whole, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, mm -hmm. right? And yep. then and then do the downstairs bath renovation later or something like that, mm -hmm. right? Now, having said that, um, the, uh, the, the product choices, so I'm not a huge fan of aluminum siding, I, and, and you're from Toronto, aluminum may be a stronger siding choice in the Canadian market than it is in the US market, but um, aluminum did have sort of its heyday but it was quite some time ago, um, and today our, our market is much more dominated by vinyl siding. Um, and obviously, you're talking about non-combustible, so vinyl siding isn't really a great choice, non-combustible, because it certainly does burn, right? Um, however, this does seem like it would feed directly into the idea of using a fiber cement-based product, mm -hmm. right? So a fiber cement-based product would probably meet your... Uh, combustion concerns or meet the city's combustion concerns relative to uh, flame spread and things like that. Um, and the other thing to consider, you can actually, if the money doesn't work out where you can just knock it all out at one time, one of the things I would recommend that you think about is let's say you choose a fiber cement product uh, like a hardy, a hardy plank or, or you know, Certainty makes a product. Many manufacturers make products that are certainly available in Toronto. Um, you probably would like to buy that with a factory pre-finish, which is a really is a good way to go. Mm -hmm. With the if you buy the material factory pre-finish, which you don't have to do, but you buy it, you also at the same time get uh, the, the the proper uh, factory matching caulking and things like that to finish the job properly. Um, well, and I would assume that factory finish lasts a lot longer than a, it does. Than a site paint job too. Yeah, not only does it last longer, it comes with a, a tangible warranty mm -hmm. from a, from a, a large company, right? That you it's not just you know some painter who's running around in your town and then you have a problem later who's not going to warranty it, right? right so right. so that's a good thing. The one thing that I would encourage you to consider is you know, every manufacturer who provides any kind of a colored product um, has sort of dye-lot considerations, right? And and mm. if, if you buy a bundle of siding mm -hmm. in 2021 and put it on your home and then five years later buy a bundle of the siding with the same manufacturer's color name, it will probably not be the exact same color. Well, and there's two things. You might have some color fading in the existing product, right? and then the new product won't necessarily match what you already uh, have. You're 100% right. And so so there's a couple things to consider there. And you can you can reduce incidence of color fading depending on some of your choices, right? So you the, the deeper, darker, richer color you choose, the more likely it's going to have fade over mm -hmm, time, mm -hmm. right? Um, and... Some of that also depends on the orientation of the walls that we're siding. So southern-facing walls are going to tend to change color more quickly than uh, northern-facing wall. Right. Um, so that's that's one consideration. But I would encourage you to think about saying, okay, if phase one of the project requires uh, 1,100 square feet of siding and phase two 
requires another 800 square feet of siding. I would buy, and if you have the ability to buy and store the siding, store, like yeah. in the attic or up in the rafters of your garage or whatever, I would try to store that, set that aside. And yes, you're right, The fade, there may still be a fading issue, but it will ultimately end up truing up over time. Mm -hmm. right? The siding will end up becoming consistent over time. And two, you don't get into the situation where you're buying new, or, or uh, I've had this happen as well, where um, you make a color choice, and then when you get to phase two, they don't make that they color They don't make anymore. that color anymore, yeah. right? And now you're now you're actually having to paint on, on site, and you're having to do an electronic color match, which today, with the technology, you can come damn close to electronic color matching, but you're not going to duplicate the sprayed on finish that comes right. out of a factory. Right. Right. Um, so encouraging, uh, my encouragement would be uh, to cover yourself with enough siding to do the whole project, even if you can't afford to install the whole product now. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and just know what you're getting into as you go. Right. Fair enough. Yes. And these are excellent questions. Thank you for joining us today. This has been another great edition of Renovation Made Right. Thank you for your questions. We are so excited to get them. It's funny. I just heard you say that we're doing an outro now, so I shouldn't be commenting. But you said this has been another great edition, and I'm thinking, was it great? Was I'm not. I feel like are we being a little braggadocious by saying it was great? It's great for me. All right. <laughs> so I think great. that's all that matters. All right. So again, thank you very much for being with us. We greatly appreciate it, and we really appreciate the questions from our listeners. It's fun for us uh, to, uh, to to know that you're out there, and it's fun for us to help answer your questions. So uh, happy remodeling, and uh, have a great day. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.